Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. It has come to our attention that some of you are guilty of superstition. Dude, trust us. Winning after an XL pepperoni pie before every game is just a coincidence. Take a breath. And maybe a diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vegas Sportsbook Radio coming to you from the KSHB studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Chuck Esposito will join us on a Friday. We're racing to the weekend. Glad to be with you, Series 204, along the Sports Grid Radio Network. All kinds of cool stuff going on. One of the really cool things happening here in Vegas. Back to back weeks, the uh, PGA Tour. These guys overplaying that brand new course, the Summit. And nice weather, Brian. You've got to be enjoying well, They practiced all week in 40-mile-an-hour winds. Right. I've been, like, hacking up the Vegas crud here. When, when, when the wind kicks up and the – you're driving around the valley, right? I mean, you come down a hill, you, and you, you can see the air quality. Correct. You give me those 40-mile-an-hour, 50-mile-an-hour days, and it's like, who knows what you're breathing? Also true. You know, so they're trying to train or not train, practice, and get to know a brand new course in 40 mile an hour winds. Well, as Stevie alluded to, the weather's cooperated and the weekend's going to be spectacular. They're going to go low, right, Brian? Well, they are going low. One guy in particular is going ballistic. Keith Mitchell. He shot a 62 yesterday. So... Hard to back that up today. 99 right? times yeah. out of 100, right? You shoot a 62, you're coming back with a 71. Right. Yep. You know, tough to back it up? Correct. Yeah, well, maybe not. He's 7 under today through 16. He's at 17 under. Wow. But it's a beautiful place. He's already at 17 under. 17 under. under. <laughs> Nuts. Nuts. Oh. But but he's running away with it. Well, I would hope so at 17 Well. Under. Sung Yoon Kim, I've never heard of him. This is the CJ. <laughs> well, it's the CJ Cup, and it, it's a term. It's hard to get in. It's, it's a limited field. Oh. But it's for, it's it's like a Korean golf tournament, and oh. then it's to promote Korean golf. It's, it's usually played in South Korea. Okay. You know, last year it was played out at Shadow Creek here in Vegas. Okay. This year they moved it over to the Summit. I guess at some point, this will go back to South Korea. Okay. But a Ricky Fowler sighting. Wow. Other than a commercial. Yeah. I was just going to say. I'm rooting for him. I mean, it's it's not sad. I mean, he's making a gazillion dollars. He absolutely is. But he's got to, you know, one of these days, man, he's got to be, he's in there. He's second. He's tied for second with the two other golfers. Harry Higgs there at 1100. Anyway, so that's one of the things we'll be watching this weekend. What's on your proverbial plate? Uh, well, I got to work. So I'll, I'll be doing, I'll probably be doing UFC tomorrow. If not, uh, then I'm going to be scoring some college football games. Um, of, of course, you know, again, I'm a baseball guy, so I'll be very interested in the uh, two baseball series. And, uh, you know, even more so uh, being a Red Sox fan. I just heard radios click off. <laughs> hey, in spite of that, you're a good guy. <laughs> 
I don't I don't hold that against you. College football. What is so awesome about? Well, it's awesome everywhere, but in Vegas, I, to me, it's it's really cool. Having moved here from the east, been here a long time now. It mm-hmm. took about a year and a half to get used to this, but you wake up Saturday morning, nine in the morning. Let's go. Right. Let's go. Ten o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Let's go. Yeah, I'm and then your you. day's like done. It. You get primetime TV at the end of the night. No, this this is the perfect time zone for uh, for for sports activities. Look at some of these early games tomorrow: Michigan State, Indiana, Oklahoma State, Texas, Nebraska off a loss at Minnesota. Old PJ, he's got to get that get that boat yeah. boat rolling the right way. Yeah, I'm I'm a little. Well, they've been very disappointing yeah. this year. Yeah, I've, they've been disappointing since he got there. I, I kind of expected him to to turn that thing around. Too sweet, has not happened. It's a little air out of the balloon. Tomorrow, it's like, hey, we're gonna watch these games. Second half of the season basically kind of starts. But I mean, you look at the stuff you had going on last week. Bama gets upset. You had number three, number four playing Penn State and Iowa. I mean, there's a lot of good football games. The, the the Godzilla games are not really out there. Cincinnati up to three. Cincinnati up to three, laying a balloon number against UCF. So, are we looking maybe at Central Florida there? Well, you know, there comes that moment when you're the hunted. Right. That's what I'm thinking. You know, and it's like don't read your own press clippings, and a lot of great things are going on, but. You know, if they're having a good day, UCF can score. And it's it's human nature for Cincinnati to you know kind of be feeling their oats and not. Uh... But I mean, you look at their schedule, man. I mean, they take care of business. Yeah. You know, it's in the cookie jar. Just keep going. Fine. I I just you know, I've, I've seen it in pro sports. I'm sure it happens in college. You know, you're on a roll and you just think, okay, all we got to do is step on the field. Not so much. Yeah. How do you spell Friday? F R Y. Well done. It's Friday over at John Smith Subs 9701. West Flamingo, buy a sub, get the fries for only a buck. And Oasis 4955 South Decatur, great place to watch the games. Great food, great drink. Kitchen's open 24-7. Coming in from out of town, you're heading to the Strip. Go see our buddy Tony Neville at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. You won't be disappointed. Chuck Esposito's coming up next on Vegas Sports for Great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot with you. Series 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. KSHP Studios in Las Vegas. And go up the road a piece. Let's go to Red Rock. Say hi to Chuck Esposito, our good friend, Station Casinos. Racing towards another busy weekend, Chuck. We have the Thursday night game, baseball, hockey. Hoops is on the way, pal. Here we go. It's exciting, guys. We've talked about it so many times before, but there's just a lot of good stuff going on right now, and uh, we're excited to be part of it. 
Hey, uh, Zach Ertz goes to uh, Arizona, Chuck. I, I, the rich get richer, right? I mean, if if, yeah. if if there if there was something they needed, it's it's a tight end like him. He can help you out on third down. He gives you a red zone option. Um, I, I think he's a decent blocker. I'm not sure about that, but I mean, it, it's just it, it it never ceases to amaze me how how the good teams find a way to get better. All the time, and I, I think he's going. It's going to be a good addition. He's going to be jacked too because he get, gets out of Philadelphia, and and now he's on a, a you know a club five and zero. Yeah, I, I think when you look at a team like Arizona, you still have uh, Murray on the, on the rookie deal, um, and you're able to pick up guys like AJ Green in the off season and JJ Watt, and now make the move for for Zach Ertz. I think it just shows. A commitment to the fans, a commitment to the players, and the whole organization that they want to win. Um, I think they're undervalued a little bit now at five and zero. I think when I look at the NFC guys, I've got the, the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cowboys all graded above them. Uh, they're just maybe not getting the respect that they deserve. They play in a, a super tough division. They've beaten the Rams. Um, they're five and zero, and I think an addition like Ertz um, only can help that team, especially with guys like Hopkins and, and Kirk. Uh, and A.J. Green and, you know, more uh, young emerging wideouts that they also have there. Uh, they're a dangerous offensive team, and they showed last week that they could win a close game when they won 17-10 against the 49ers. Chuck, the game last night, the books did not want that game to fall Tampa Bay winning by seven. You know, players were taking the seven and laying the six and a half. And Tampa Bay kind of threw everybody, or threw a bone to the books I don't know what they were doing. Fourth and two from their own 45, up 14. Instead of punting, they go for it, give them a short field. And then the Eagles go for two, down eight. Unbelievable. Guys, there was many games last weekend that we should have won that we didn't. Um, You know, missed field goals in the Colts game and missed extra point. Missed field goals in the Bengals game. Um, and, you know, they were really, really good games for the guests on the other side of the counter. And then last night's game, I expected early in that game, guys, the way the game kind of got off to that start and the way Tampa was up, I was expecting a final of 35-10, 42-13. The fact that we were able to cover on that side clearly was a game we shouldn't have won. We had some really bad beats over the weekend, you know, not singing the blues. And I, I know people that had Tampa last night. That is a bad beat. Yeah. But I'm guessing the analytics clearly showed that you go for two in that spot. And, uh, you know, we'll take it. Um, but, I mean, it just goes to show you, in, in that league, sometimes it's awfully tough. You think you're on the right or wrong side, and things change pretty dramatically uh, throughout the course of the game. Pretty interesting game, Chuck, here, with the Chargers taking on Baltimore. Baltimore, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, you know, They're four-and-one. A lot of smoke and mirrors going on here, but the bottom line is they're four-and-one. And this is a Chargers team that's very interesting. Have to travel cross-country, play the early game. The total's 51. Something's got to give. Yeah, I think when you look at the Chargers, and, I mean, first this game, B, I mean, you've got two of the young, exciting quarterbacks in the league in Herbert and Lamar Jackson. Jackson did it with his arm last week, which was really impressive. It wasn't just his legs. I think he needs to be that quarterback to get them to the next level. Um, But it's a good game for both these two teams. Chargers had to come way back from what they had given up to the Browns. This Raven offense is better. Um, You know, as far as with Lamar Jackson, they can score a lot of points. 
I'm anxious to see how their defense kind of responds. But, hey, at 4-1, and one, they're in control of the AFC West right now. Raiders and Broncos at 3-2. and two. Chiefs looking up at 2-3. and three. So a Charger win here, and they continue to, you know, to, to kind of stretch that lead a little bit maybe in the AFC West. We talked about Arizona, Chuck. They're playing Cleveland this week. Cleveland's going to be without Nick Chubb due to a calf injury. And Kareem Hunt is questionable. It's a wrist and a knee. I think that Kareem Hunt goes, but he's probably not 100%. Is the public all over Arizona here, Chuck? You know, Stevie, it's a strange game because early in the week, you know, we knew those guys were banged up and they had that questionable status, which I don't think any of us really know what it means anymore. Um, but with Chandler Jones out for the, the Cardinals being, you know, their big pass rusher, that number actually went up. We saw an early push on the Browns, both from the public and, and sharp play. And then we see it kind of come back a little bit now. So it just depends on, you know, what side you're on and, and what you're thinking in this game. But it's got to hurt without Chubb. But I, but I think if, uh, if, if Hunt goes there, there's not a big drop-off. I mean, those two guys are, you know, what a dynamic one-two punch. Um, but, again, kind of a confusing game because we did see an early push on the Browns, and then now that it's uh, you know, getting, closer, getting close to the weekend here with Friday, we're, we're starting to see some money come back on Arizona. Hey, never easy laying more than a touchdown on the road in the NFL. And we have Arizona, uh, excuse me, the Rams. The Rams, about a nine-point consensus favorite. There's some nine-and-a-halves out there as well at the Giants. But it looks like Jones a full participant, so... The quarterback's going to go for the Giants. I think everybody was kind of waiting to see on that one, Chuck. Yeah, I think it was more a product, guys, early on of, of Barkley and Jones and not knowing if Tony was going to get suspended and he had some injury issues. You know, would Shepard be back? You know, Galladay was out. I mean, they had so many. Slayton was out. They had so many guys banged up that it was actually a limited game earlier in the week just because it was just that, that cluster of injuries. It looks like now you'll get all those receivers back except Galladay. Barkley won't play, but you're going to have Danny Daniel Jones back. And I think the number was just too high when it was above 10 early on. Um, and, and you've seen a, a considerable action, I should say, on the Giants getting points you know, at home um, since the news came out that, that Jones did practice. Well, let's get at it, Chuck. The big rivalry game, Green Bay-Chicago, and that number's on the rise in support of the Packers. Six-point favorites at Chicago. You know, guys, it's a big rivalry game because of the history of these two teams and, and you know, Lombardi and, and George Hallis, but that's about it since Aaron Rodgers became a Packer. He is 9-1 and one in his last 10 games against the Bears. He's 20-5 and five in his last 25 games against the Bears. The Bears just have not played well against him. They are 3-2. and two. I mean, defensively, they lead the league in quarterback hits. They lead the league in quarterback sacks. With 18, you've got a resurgence in Khalil Mack with five and Quinn with four-and-a-half sacks. Quinn only had two all of last year. But do they have enough with a young quarterback in Justin Fields and Allen Robinson, who hasn't even you know touched 70 yards receiving yet, to compete with that Packer offense? I think if you like the Bears here, you're going to like the Bears and under. Um, it's the only way is their defense is going to have to show up, keep this game close and they're going to have to be able to produce more than you know 14 or 17 points offensively, I would think, to win and to stay competitive with the Packers. Hey, Chuck, according to uh, John Harbaugh, Rashad Bateman, off of the groin surgery, is going to make his NFL debut uh, this Sunday against the Chargers. He's got some speed, Chuck. How much is he going to open up that Ravens offense? 
Well, I, I think you already have the speed factor in, in Hollywood Brown. He's having a, you know, arguably the the best season of his career. I think everybody expected him to be kind of their version of Tyreek Hill and be a game changer and get a lot of yak. And he had been a disappointment, I would think, to some degree for the last few years. Uh, you've got him. It looks like Watkins won't play, so it makes sense for Bateman to get back in the mix and, and have another weapon on the outside. You've got Boykin. I think the big takeaway for me, guys, was that Lamar Jackson had Mark Andrews the other night on Monday Night Football, which really helped that offense a lot. Oh, Andrews is a real weapon. And not to mention, fact, the Colts decided to uh... – go to the prevent defense and just let everybody... He had no TDs, though, B, going into Monday night, which was unbelievable. I know. Got that big deal, too. Chuck Esposito sticking with us over at Red Rock. STN, the mobile app. You got to get it. Up to a $500 sign-up bonus. Don't forget our friends at Terribles all around the valley. We've got the Raiders game day giveaway at Terribles. Hockey season's back. We've got the VGK game day giveaway. You got to check out at Terribles as well. Back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Chuck Esposito, he's joining us from Red Rock. How the college football wars treating you, Chuck? Uh, the players, how would you grade it out over the season? Kind of a mixed bag back and forth? Who's got an edge? I actually think this is one of our better college football seasons so far, guys. Uh, I think there's just so much parity um, in college football, and um, you know, it's it's really helped. The handle's been great. The atmosphere in the room's great. I think everyone's uh, so excited to see those games back. When you see, you know, games played in, uh, in at Virginia Tech and games at Florida State and, and Bama and Georgia, just and the crowds and, and just the way the atmosphere is, I think it's a win-win. But overall, it's been a, a pretty good college football season to date. I think a lot more parity, especially uh, in the top twenty. And the reality, Chuck, in virtually all sports now. I mean, the integrity of it in terms of scheduling, travel, weather, I mean, all the things that we normally are trying to do. Occasionally, the COVID thing pops up, but it's like we're back on the beam, really, with integrity for all these leagues. Yeah, I think so, guys. I think, you know, when, you, when you're playing more of a traditional schedule and you've got some of the big matchups outside and then... Uh, some of the conference matchups that we see, I think it's uh, uh, it, it, it makes for a good season. Hey, Chuck, uh, MLB playoffs underway here. Now we're to the uh, NLCS and the uh, ALCS. I know the books have to be happy the Dodgers and Red Sox are involved. How about the other two teams, Atlanta and Houston? Or, do they get a lot of action in the books this year? Well, can I, can I interject? Uh, this, is a, this is an educated guess. Mr. Esposito and his brethren are probably pretty happy the Giants are no longer part of the oh, equation. Oh, right, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they did cause some liability. There, there's no question. Hated to see the game end uh, the way it did last night. Um, but, yeah, we're overall uh, really good shape with the Dodgers. Um, you know, I think for the most part now um, you're in good shape with the four teams that are left. You know, if you like Boston, I mean, you're going to have to think that it's they're going to have to score some runs here. I mean, when you looked at Boston and Tampa through the course of the regular season in that last series. Boston games that they won, guys, they were averaging over eight runs per game. 
So their bullpen is a little brutal uh, in the middle. I think they're going to have to score some runs, you know. I know you've got Sale in game one, but uh, that bullpen's a little shaky in the other series. Um, you know, it's the Dodgers. I think everyone's not surprised that they're here with over, you know, with a payroll uh, close to $400 million. Um, Really, really good series against the Giants. You know, you've got those two teams. The shame one of them had to go home. Might get Dodgers and Astros again, guys. Um, but uh, I suspect with the Dodgers in it, you're going to see a, a really, really good handle the rest of the way. Speaking of, hockey's back, and we know that it was minuscule in terms of handle before the Golden Knights were here. How anxious were people to bet hockey again, Chuck, this week? Oh, they couldn't wait, B. Uh, you know, I, I think, especially, you know, with what the Knights have, have kind of done, they, they've changed the way people look at hockey and how they anticipate the start of the season. And I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, guys, but the fact that we had, you know, preseason hockey on the board, it's not something that was asked for in years past that was now. Um, so people ask for it on the big screen. When you've got, a, you know, kind of a, a limited schedule last night with some baseball and, and, and college football and pro football, everything is tied kind of that late game with the Knights. I mean, so far they're 1-1, they're one and one, but 0-2 oh on the puck line, which is kind of a, a good thing from our side of the counter. Um, you know, Stone's banged up. You look at, you know, Leonard right now, I mean, he, he's been giving up some goals. So it's a lot of added pressure there. Um, I watched the Avs game last night there, an awfully fast and good team, even without McKinnon. Um, but I do think that the, the Knights are, you know, you look at the Pacific, and it is by far the weakest of the division. So they said she'll walk to the Pacific. But I still think, guys, they're going to go big game hunting at some point. And I have to think that Jack Eichel's the name um, that I keep hearing mentioned somehow some way they find a way to get him to the to the night. Wow. Just personal opinion. Wow. We'll see. Well, we'll see how it shakes out. By the way, Peyton Krebs is going to start on opening night for the AHL team. I think. Hey, uh, hey, B, hey B, I have to interrupt one sec. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention this, but but last night we were watching the um, uh, uh, some of the games, and, and my and Nikki saw that the Sabers won, and he asked me. Uh, he said, "Dad, are you going to talk to Brian tomorrow?" Hello. And I said, "Yeah, on the air." He said, "Please, for me, tell him." Good start to the season for the Sabres. So he's not always bashing you. He was happy that they won last night for you. Well, I mean, it's sweet, but I know what's coming. <laughs> uh, this, this was legit from his heart. Uh, that's nice. Tell him I, I appreciate that. By the way, Chuck, I, honestly, what do you make of the hockey numbers? We talked about this in the first hour. You know, you guys put numbers out, and then there are market numbers. But it, I, honestly, you're so sharp. Everything you guys do, you know, totals 243 in basketball. And the, the last shot, it goes over, it hits the rim, it stays under. But hockey's the one sport where it seems you you see some numbers where you, you kind of do a double take. Like, I like Minnesota as much as the next guy. But they're laying $1.75 at Anaheim tonight. And Gibson's really good early in the season before he gets all beat up as the goalie, and I don't know, to, to Nikki's point, Buffalo beats Montreal 5-1, Arizona loses 8-2, and they're hanging uh, Buffalo a 10-cent favorite. Instead, you know, like you think they'd be 30, and the total's 5.5, you think the total would be 6. Why, why do you think the hockey numbers, I don't know, I just, just, they just, look a little it, off to me sometimes? I think it takes a little while in hockey more than other sports because – 
you know, maybe that we're everyone's not used to seeing as many of the games or, or watching and seeing what, you know, what the impact of a player or two, uh, either an addition or subtraction makes to a team. So I think it takes a few games to kind of, to get a gauge. And then, you know, we know that the, the guests on the other side of the counter are extremely educated. Uh, you know, we're in information era. They're, they're listening and watching some of the same stuff we are. And then you'll see us make the adjustments pretty quickly after that. But I think it probably takes a good week or so um, in hockey, just based on some of those things uh, for us to make those adjustments. And, and I'm not like dropping an anvil on you or, or the sports book directors or when you hang these numbers. I mean, I look at it and you think, Boy, that number should steam. That, that thing should start running, and they don't. But on the flip side, we see games that we don't think are going to run, and they do. Um, it's one of those sports that it just kind of happens, and sometimes it's based on one player, and which is which is strange to me because you see how many guys are on the ice and, and how much a player will actually play. They're probably playing about a third of the game or less, um, yet their impact to what the betters see I think is pretty dramatic, which drives the number up or down. How about, Chuck, the totals in, in the early part of the season? We're hockey guys. We know that these guys are not going to crack one another here in uh, October, that it's a long season ahead of them. So there, there tends to be more scoring when the season opens up. Is the public also aware of that? Have they been uh, wagering on the overs? Yeah, I, I think, Stevie, they're, they're, the public is an over-public where, you know, regardless of sport, that's kind of their first thought. Um, you're never out of it, it seems like, in any sport. But, but I would say, yes, that early in the season, a lot of it's based on, you know, matchups. Um, you know, trends, but they're, they're definitely looking at the overs. I mean, you're seeing, you know, I think uh, three of the four games tonight at, at either six or six and a half halves out there, the only game lower, the Wild and, and, and Ducks, and, and you see some of those high, higher totals um, across the board. You know, Chuck, I've been talking here for the last several weeks, football heading to week six, that the prop market and the offerings that are there, it's a whole other way to play the game. That you, I mean, you get a real good read uh, on a game and inside the game, maybe even have a better read on individuals inside a game. And with hockey, it's been like, what now, maybe three, four years around here? I mean, the first periods are people jumping in. I mean, it's a really interesting market, over under one and a half most games in the first period. And even games that are dead under games, Chuck, could be one one after one. Are people really coming at you in that first period market? They are being. It goes back to the information part. If you remember a few years ago, I mean, there was an incredible stat where, the where Tampa and Chicago were going over at such a high clip in the first period. So um, it, it took us a little while to adjust to that because you still want to have a, a good market price up there and a fair market price and the right market price. But the betting public was betting those games over, and they were hitting at a, at a huge clip. And uh, I think, again, it's based on information, but you do see that happen um, with, with trends that, that are across the board in, in all sports, but especially the first periods in hockey. If I'm not mistaken, Chuck, your boys, a few years ago, was it like the Blackhawks? It was like 18 in a row over in the first period, over one and a half? Yeah, well, that's what I mentioned. I said it was Chicago and Tampa. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but but the number I think it was like eighteen in a row. Yeah, it was it was some crazy number that you know they eighteen out of twenty or eighteen in a row. I don't remember the exact number, but yeah, they definitely were. And Tampa was like that too. And I, 
And again, it, it goes back to the whole, you know, looking at, at, at streaks and trends and, and patterns and information um, that has changed so dramatically, you know, both on our side of the counter and, of course, on the guest side of the counter as well. Chuck, tell the folks about the STN mobile app and all the goodies that are there. You know, guys, we, we've talked about all these different sports that are going on and, you know, barely touched on that pro basketball starts. College isn't that far away. Uh, the golf tournament this weekend out here. Last weekend you had the fight. Of course, you have the Knights postseason baseball, football. Such a great time to get signed up for STN Sports. We still have up to that $500 bonus going on. We love it when you guys come out here. But, hey, you know, if you can't make it, come on in, get signed up. We'll get you signed up in a matter of minutes. It brings the sports book to you, and it's all of our station casinos, properties, wildfire gaming, the L Court says. Get signed up today. And make sure you tell your son, Nikki, that Brian was verklempt from his well wishes. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have to look up that word, but I will tell him. There you go. It's a homework assignment. Check out Esposito. You're the man, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right, boys. You too. Thank you. Keep it right here. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're coming back to Vegas in a moment. Your wife called. She wants her husband back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204. From the KSHB studios in Las Vegas, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. We're just about there, racing to the weekend. we got Vegas Hockey Outline coming up locally, kshp.com. Alex B. Smith's going to join us from Minnesota. A lot of cool hockey talk coming your way then. Scott Farrell will be with you along the network heading into the weekend. By the way, one last little hockey note here. Good for them, man. Seattle gets their first win. They had a shot here in Vegas. Yes, they did. And they beat the Preds last night. So, what do they, what do they say? They start with a five-game road trip while the arena's getting done? Uh, correct. Five-game road trip, then they head on. But good for them, man. Get the first win. The Preds. What What has happened? To I that? don't know. I don't know. Po- Poyle was such a good general manager, always able to pick up the right guy at the trade deadline. And, you know, I, I go back to P.K. Subban. When, when they brought him in, that, that seemed to be the beginning of the end there. That that didn't work, and they haven't been able to get it right since that acquisition in Nashville. You know, you, you had mentioned on the injury front, the Bateman kid Yeah. for Baltimore. I, I think it helps to a degree. I mean, you got Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. But Watkins out. Right. You know... Think he's going to get some of Jackson's attention here. I can't wait to see this kid. I really thought heading into the draft, that boy, that's a guy I'd like to get my meat hooks on. Right? Yeah. No, he he feels like a game changing uh, kind of guy. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward. Um, I, I wonder if if they perhaps though um, might be cautious with him in this first game, or do, or do you think they just let him go? No, if he's healthy, you go. Okay. And the fact Watkins is out, I think he'll get a lot more targets. Yeah, yeah. And 
young guy, maybe gets a catch early, gets a little comments. I mean, you look how you know, some of these rookies, look at the kid in Cincinnati. Right. I mean, Chase is just taking off. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I belly left at that. Oh, by the way, ATM machine? Yes. I mean, I'm tell, I've been telling you about the props. Right. Right? We were over at the Superbook yesterday. Jay Cornegay, thanks for having us over there. It was a great time. They get the football central on Sunday, watch the games in the theater. So we're doing the show. Andy was on there. And I said, it's been at least four weeks in a row. I will play Leonard Fournette well, yeah. over receiving yards. Yeah. And it's been 24 and a half. It's been the 23 and a half. Then it was 24 and a half. And yesterday, oh, the big adjustment. They bump it up to 26 and a half. Well, that's not the term. I mean, three. I mean, it could be the difference. I get it. But Leonard Fournette receiving yards yesterday, six catches for 46 yards. Brady is throwing it to him at least four times a game. Four. It's, it's, you know, it's three or four times. But there's always one where he's getting 15, 16 yards. You know, Brady saw something in him because he Brady actively recruited him to Tampa Bay. He's been great. And you know what they do? I mean, last night he had, well, it's funny, 22 carries for 81 yards, the two short TDs. And then he had, as I said, the six receptions for 46 yards. But they actually back off him a little bit during the games. They'll bring Jones in to start two or three series in the game. A lot of times Fournette gets him down there and Jones comes in. And then on sometimes Bernard comes in on third down. But he's getting a lot of touches. And Brady realizes the value of the running game. I mean, he does scoop a lot of touchdowns for fantasy players who know you know, you're at the one, he does the play action, throws to the tight end all the time. But Fournette, Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. Remember what Fournette did in the playoffs last year? In the Super Bowl? He's a stud. Uh, the other thing about Fournette, and maybe Brady saw this too, he picks up the blitz really, really well. He's a linebacker running the football. Yeah. So uh, so that, that gives Brady more time on, you know, when they blitz. So the other guy, again, back to the prop thing. We were talking about Chase and Bateman, how he'll do. But I know at the beginning, the first game, they put up Jamar Chase 49 and a half yards, I think, game one, right? Mm-hmm. And all the talk was, well, Jamar Chase is, all he's doing is dropping passes, dropping passes in the preseason. So you said, they go, oh, I would only part of him. Well, I listen to that and go, so you're telling me he's open all the time. <laughs> right? Right. Well, he, he had 90-plus the first game. He's exceeded 100 a couple of times. He's another one that's been a gold mine. Yeah. Well, eventually they, they learned to hang on to it. Bullet Bob Hayes eventually learned to, to hang on to it. Skeets Nehemiah never did. Skeets Nehemiah, <laughs> well played. Is that, I mean, is that something I keep saying this? Is that something you would ponder? To, 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 I'm telling you, it's, it's like, hey, bet hockey. The numbers are soft. Mm-hmm. The prop market in the NFL. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities. No, no, no. I'm not pondering it. I've, I've, I've been doing it. So if, if there's a team that I'm, you know, who, who are, let, let's say Baltimore. 
let's say Baltimore is a huge favorite over somebody, and I don't want to lay the number. I may look at you know Jackson rushing yards, and and I and I can get you know fifty, sixty yards, whatever it is, at, at, at plus a small number. So so you know it's correlated with what I think is going to happen, and now I get a plus number. And at some point there'll be an over adjustment, right? Like uh, two yards for Fournette. I mean, it's actually because you know he's been getting like. Slightly over thirty. He flew over last night, but I, it's just to me like put it this way: when all the games are on or games on TV, and we tell people don't bet the game, you don't have to bet the game because it's the game that's on TV. But with all the offerings that are there, you can dig inside it and find a prop and go, yeah, I, I have conviction and I like that play. I don't know who's going to win. Yeah, But I think the game is going to be played a certain way, which means this guy should thrive no matter who wins. It, it gives you outs Correct is, is the basic premise I'm getting after here. Right, and, and also the in-game stuff. So, so if a, a team that you really like in the game gets and, – and, but the number was too big to bet it you know, at the start of the game, but now they fall down by a touchdown or two and you, and you really believe they're coming back – then you can get them at a plus number at that. So, point. like, like again, the Bills game for an example with the Chiefs, I was very hopeful, but I'm like, nah, I'm not betting this. I'm not doing it, but I am betting the game inside the game. And Josh Allen over 32 and a half, I believe, might have been 36. I think it was 32. He had it on the first drive, right? Emmanuel Sanders' longest reception over under 20 and a half. Bam. I mean, those things are won before you even got halfway through the second quarter. But what will happen, just as an example there, Emmanuel Sanders has been, I've been jumping on him a little bit inside these games. Not only will the books make an adjustment, but at some point now, the defensive coordinators realize Sanders is, they're double teaming digs, right? Right. Sanders has become a real problem. And he's been an upgrade over John Brown. And to the point where even Beasley was catching five, six-yard passes moving the chains. Now they're going 12, 13 yards down the field with Sanders moving the chains. And he's getting over the top. When the adjustments start to come, you watch the second half of this season. He has done next to nothing this year. The prop guy you want to start focusing on is the wide receiver Gabriel Davis. Okay. The other, the kid wide receiver, he had seven touchdowns last year. Been a quiet season, but once the adjustments start being made here, Allen's going to take what the defense has given him, and all of a sudden, so you got to try to gauge: is this the day they're they're going to design something? And Sanders and Diggs are a real. The Davis is the viable option. You can do that on every game. Well, I, I'm thinking as you're telling me this. So if they're double covering Diggs, and now Sanders becomes a viable threat, and now they got to pay attention to him. Now maybe Diggs gets open more often. Well, and because the, he doesn't have the double coverage anymore. Well, but the, and the, well, specific to them, he's got more touchdowns than any. Not Kelsey. The guy's got five t- touchdowns. Is Dawson Knox? Okay. They've got an emergence at the tight end position where the kids finally lived up to the third round draft expectations. And he's running the like Pitts, the kid from Atlanta. He's running deep routes. They get he's a big tight end with speed, who he used to drop the ball. So all these other weapons, at some point, they're going to make adjustments, and it's the guy who's done nothing yet is going to be the guy that ends up going on the tootsie roll. Yeah, 
you bring this is a good point though with these props. Again, if if you like a side, and but the number's too high, you know, find something correlated with a player, you know, where you can get plus money, you know. So you know, did you think you know pick a team? So so Stafford. So the, so the Rams are against somebody, and you got to lay two touchdowns. You don't want to do that, but Stafford's going to probably throw for you know two fifty, three hundred yards. Well, here you, I mean, the Rams laying nine and a half on the road. Okay. I point. mean, the backdoor cover maybe is in play here. Right. But Stafford's still going to do his thing. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So you make the decision. Again, value is such a goofball word that we use. There's no value ripping up a losing ticket. But if you're sitting there and saying, at least analyzing, the safer of the two plays or the wiser of the two plays. Mm-hmm. Instead of laying the nine with the Rams, I'll take Stafford's over props. They're going to do what they're going to do, but that doesn't take into account what Jones or the Giants are going to do on the other side. And the backdoor cover can get you. Right. Uh, I, I, I agree with you on all that stuff, except the value bet. You, you, you play poker. There's such thing as a value bet. It, what, it, what it means is that you're not going to win that hand, but you're, you're making the wager at, at – at, a certain amount of money because the numbers I just tell think, you if you do that enough, you're going to come out ahead. Go ahead. If you want to draw the cor- the correlation, you know, if, if value is a synonym for an overlay, okay, I can buy into that. Okay, but to say I'm going to do it just because there's value, but I again, mean, you got to have conviction. But again, Brian, I, my, my my argument would be like like in poker. If if you find a spot in in a football game that you like, and you and you wager on and you call it a value bet, it's because if if you do that every time that pops up, you're you're going to make money. I get the premise more in poker than I do in sports. Okay. Okay. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, I, and, in, and in poker, I mean, there are times you got to go against the grain. Every blue moon to keep the other guy at bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every blue moon, you got to go in with two, three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, you know what? I, and that's I, where that's where you scoop the grenade. Yeah, yeah. I, the guy's sitting there with a pair of aces. He thinks he, there's only you know one out, and, and the guy that guy wouldn't have stayed in with two, three. And then you're sitting there with a boat, you, you twos know, over threes. So I love doing that early, Brian. In, in, in you know. When, First 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I sit down do, doing a big bluff early, and I kind of hope I lose because then the guy is always thinking I'm marlin fishing. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We are racing to the weekend. Scott Farrell's coming up top of the hour. Stevie will put a lid on the injuries. We'll get you one final update heading to the weekend. Thanks to Chris Bavona, our producer back in New York. Thank you for joining us all week long on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Expert. Just keep Hi, I'm attorney Adam Cutter. I grew up playing hockey and I've been a lifelong fan of the NHL. To win in AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Grid Sports Flash powered by the score. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now 5-1 after a Thursday night victory. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, Stevie, take us home with some injury news and notes. All right, we've got an interesting situation with the Miami Dolphins, Brian. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa with the ribs. Now, Brian Flores says that Tua is likely to start against the Jaguars over there in England, barring a setback. But if, again, a setback occurs or something happens during the game, the backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, has a hamstring injury, and he's questionable. So Miami might be down to a guy named Reed Sennett, the former San Diego Torero. And wouldn't you be just fine and dandy with that if you're a Londoner? And you get to go watch the ball. I've I've paid to watch who? (laughs) I hadn't thought of it that way. That's hilarious. For Carolina, Christian McCaffrey, hamstring. Didn't practice yesterday or this morning, and they have ruled him out for this Sunday's game against Minnesota. Also ruled out Cleveland's Nick Chubb with the calf injury. He will not play against Arizona. And the other running back for Cleveland, Kareem Hunt, uh, wrist slash knee. He is listed as questionable uh, Sunday against Arizona. I think that Kareem Hunt will go. Probably not 100% healthy, though. For Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, illness. Missed yesterday's practice. It's okay, Baltimore. He's back out there today. He's good to go this week. But Sammy Watkins with the hamstring injury on Monday is not expected to play this Sunday against the Chargers. However, again, Rashad Bateman for Baltimore with the groin injury uh, off of the groin surgery is going to make his NFL debut on Sunday, according to John Harbaugh. For the New York Giants, quarterback Daniel Jones, concussion. Who would have thought this, Brian? Joe Judge says that Jones is expected to be cleared and play on Sunday against the Rams. I believe he's getting a full practice in today. After staggering around against the Cowboys like that, unbelievable. And for Minnesota, running back Delvin Cook with the ankle, upgraded to probable Sunday versus Carolina. That'll take care of it, Brian. That's loads. Good job. Very very thorough, good sir. Thank you. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. And we invite you on the network to stick around for Scott Farrell. Vegas Hockey Hotline's coming up next locally, KSHP.com. Have a great weekend, folks. Are you one of us? We've just got one question. Do you like games?